everyone, welcome back to the Balanced Bodies Blueprint. I am your host, Vinny Russo, along here with my co-host. Dr. Aaron Stansfield. We're shifting gears from all the conventional fitness narrative you hear on most fitness podcasts, as our main emphasis lies in preventative healthcare, adopting a holistic approach to nutrition, and challenging the traditional views you normally hear and see about on various fitness topics. Our mission with this podcast is to serve as your beacon, because we're going to be guiding you on a journey towards achieving your optimal health. In today's podcast, we're going to go very informal. As you can see here, we're just kind of hanging out and chatting. Um, a few questions came up in our Facebook group um, that, you know, people want to hear from us and our experience. So that's that's sort of what we're going to do. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Ern, you want to lead this off or? Yeah, sure. Sure. So um, one of our uh, people who's actually a competitor um, wanted us to speak a little bit more personally about our experience. Um, and I thought it was a good topic, but um, she wanted us to speak about our relationship with food and where we are at now. We'll go through the specific questions, but I thought it was a good topic to discuss on this podcast. Yeah, we're going to have fun with this one. <laughs> so let's talk um, in particular. Um, I, I know in our first episode, we talked about our like how we got into fitness. But overall, what's it been like for you, the fitness journey? Um, well, I feel like mine has been pretty good in that I got started late. So it wasn't always a thing for me. It was um, it was a hobby. Um, and I never played sports. So um, even though I was competitive, I don't think I ever played or wanted to compete in a sport necessarily. Yeah. So um, I kind of came upon it informally in that uh, I was very unhealthy. Uh, you know, in med school, I studied a lot, ate junk, ate a bunch of burgers and Taco Bell and didn't really care. Um, even though, you know, thinking about doctors, you think that they are probably health conscious. I was not. Well, now you got me thinking about Taco Bell. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I got into, um, running my fourth year of medical school because, um, it was a stress reliever for me and I, um, really liked it. And I started doing more and more of it. And then, um, I realized that, um, although I lost weight that I didn't have the look that I wanted, I wanted to, you know, I think, uh, most of us that go into sport eventually um, are like, oh, I like the six pack abs. So I, I think I wanted more definition, more muscle. To the devil. No. <laughs> um, and so I, I um, got a trainer, I remember at the gym, because I had no idea how to even go about um, putting on muscle. I knew nothing about you know, weight training, nothing like that. Um, I took a couple of extracurricular classes in college that had to do with tr weight training and I never paid attention. So um, anyway, I got my first trainer and he kind of showed me the basics and then, you know, haphazardly kind of said, you should follow a nutrition plan. And I didn't really think about it that much. And um, I was young and healthy. So I, I feel like I got okay results. I was happy for a little bit. And then, um, uh, I went a few months and thought maybe I should kick this up a notch. And I got a different trainer and she actually was a woman in her fifties who was a bodybuilder. 
And I remember standing next to her and I was in my twenties and, um, she was so much, um, smaller than me, but also very dense and very muscular. And I thought, wow, I don't look like that. And so oh, you're, you're five, two on a good day. How tall, how tall is she? <laughs> uh, she's a little bit taller. She's like five, five. Um, anyway, but she, she was awesome. Uh, so she spoke to me about following a diet plan and, um, lifting weights and, um, again, I kind of went into it with, you know, I want to look like that. It was a stepwise process for me. Um, I admired her. I kind of got to a good place where I liked my look and then I quit working with her and, um, you know, let things go for a couple more months. <laughs> I know. Just leave the coach and hang in. And then, um, I started training with my cousin who, um, after work and he, he was, a a football player and was into weightlifting. And so he was the one that kind of spoke to me about, um, lifting heavy weights and, um, actually training for more function. Uh, I wasn't going for a specific look when I trained with him. Um, I was going for strength. Um, and, but he kind of instilled, uh, a love for lifting. It wasn't, it took me a few coaches to actually kind of get to that point where I was like, damn, you know, this is actually great for my body because I feel strong. So, so where, um, where are you today? Then? Because like you, you went through, you didn't know anything and then you tried it out. You started falling in love with it and then you really fell in love with it. Yeah. And what about today? Where are you today? Well, that evolved into actually starting to compete with doing bikini competitions. And I started with the NPC and is then, that is, is that today? No. And then, um, today, today. I'm sitting right here and eating what I want. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, then became a WBFF pro, um, switch leagues and then took some time off because, uh, my body needed time to recover and I knew it. Yeah. Um, and so now I am enjoying, um, eating a little bit more freely. How did, how did you know that your body needed some time off? Because I see it so often, especially with clients. Um, but then you just like a dieting culture in general. And it's always about never giving yourself a break, always doing more, no days off, bro. So how did you know? Well, I still, I still love to train. It's just, um, for me that I had done so many, um, and for me, it was only two competitions back to back, but I had dieted down to, to a point where I felt like my body wasn't responding to lower caloric intake. And we did talked to um, not, not with this particular, um, this time, but I have, um, I actually, which is kind of why I knew, um, because I did, when I was competing for the NPC, um, I lost my, uh, cycle for two years. And so I knew, I know what that's like. Yeah. And, um, so I knew with, you know, and I took many, many years off between NPC and going to WBFF. Um, but I knew, you know, I wasn't responding to lower, calorie intake and increased cardio. I was doing tons of cardio mm -hmm. and, um, I like cardio, um, uh, but, uh, I knew, it was, <laughs> I knew it wasn't good anymore. Um, and I don't like that feeling. Uh, I'd rather, my health is very important to me. Um, you know, bodybuilding is a wonderful sport, but it is a very small, um, portion of my life. If, if I look at it in the spectrum of how long I'd like to live and how long I'd like to be functional. 
What about you? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a lot shorter than that. Sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> sum this up really quickly. Um, honestly, my like my personal fitness journey has led me to live the life that I want to live. So I'm grateful for everything that I did, all the sports I played growing up, actually being pretty good at them. Um, then finding bodybuilding and finding what nutrition actually did to my body, which is what made me obsessed with it. And then that just led to where I am today. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm able to compete against some really, really good uh, physiques. Uh, it is the WBFF. I know they got a lot of... A lot of shit over this last uh, couple months. I think it's now FMG or something like that. Uh, it's it's something <laughs> FMG. I think they changed it. Um, but you know, going up there and and trying to, uh, you know, there's there's an evolution that happens to where, you know, you just want to win. And I was very very competitive ever since I was a little kid. It was like when I ran the track and gym, I had to be first. When I ran sprints and football, I had to be first. Everything was always win win win, which is what helped me succeed in a sports aspect. But when it got to competing and you weren't winning first and then you find out it's very subjective and then you find out maybe there's a coach that's a judge a couple of times um you, you learn to to take a step back and appreciate the journey a little bit more um and i think that opened up my eyes to a few things in life it's not just you know uh, the journey of going through a dieting phase and how much discipline you could build over that but it's taking that lesson and, and applying it to, to multiple areas of your life with appreciating the journey that you're on and not taking anything for granted. So I'm very fortunate with, with my fitness career and um, the podcast that we just had with Brandon, like we lived, if you heard him, like it's almost identical with how we started. He just went into the corporate where I went teaching, um, but fitness competitors to fitness models, to being in the sport now becoming coaches and doing podcasts. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, but let's, let's get off a little bit of that and let's go more into um, the, the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Yeah. No pun intended. So what's, <laughs> what's your relationship like with food? And I'm not going to comment on it until, until <laughs> I hear you say this shit. So. <laughs> well, it depends. You have a different outlook on my relationship with food. Um, and so are we speaking about right now or? Right now. Well, so, yeah. so yeah. So let's talk about right now and then compare that to what it was. Okay. Um, but I will say you're pretty good at what you do. Although we you do have, have our you, discrepancies. You have your criticisms yes, for me. Absolutely. So it's funny when um when I first met you because you wanted to give me all kinds of nutrition advice. And I was um actually very resistant towards it. Um but that being said, uh I'm a little bit more open to it now. Um so I yeah, think Yeah, she's not she's not a good client at all. <laughs> she missed the first two check-ins. I said, that's enough. You're not doing it anymore. <laughs> um, I think, so I always had this idea that, um, so coming from a very restrictive um, diet, I think, um, I always thought it would be nice to be able to um, just eyeball food portions and kind of intuitively eat, if you will. And so I think that became my goal over um, the last few years. Well, is... well if, if you're eyeballing portions, that's not intuitively eating. Well, yeah. eat till I'm satisfied. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I was very good at that. I will give that you. You're very good with your hunger cues and you know, when you're full, like yeah. you finish a lot of your food and it's like, no, I'm just full. Yeah. Well, I'm like, 
let me eat that. I'll finish it. For yeah. you. I was so, so, you know, growing up, I was always a skinny kid and I actually hated eating. Absolutely hated it. Had to make an effort to actually eat. Um, I had cancer when I was 16 and, um, I had chemotherapy and it changed my taste buds. Um, probably, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I found joy in food after I recovered from, from being so ill, mm -hmm. which is probably a good thing. Um, so that's, that's when I started to eat more. Um, do you think, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you think that it's like, um, like, you know, like when, let's just say you sprain an ankle, like you take walking for granted. Yeah. And you sprain it like shit, like what I would do just to be able to like walk without a limp or walk without it hurting. Do you think that happened to you with, with the whole cancer thing where it was like, you took eating for granted or just like, no, whatever. But then like, cause you were throwing up a lot. I don't even know if you had an appetite really. No, I was, so I was very sick. I was in the hospital the entire time. And yeah, I, I threw up all the time. Everything made me sick. No, you're talking about like an appreciation for food. Yeah. Well, I have an appreciation <laughs> for food. No, it really did change my taste buds. Mm -hmm. Like I, um, I didn't like meat before. Um, I, I hated eating was an effort for me. Um, if anything, I had to think about it. Um, I just, I didn't have a naturally good appetite. It wasn't until afterwards. Um, and maybe it was also my age, you know, um, I was still, you know, in the later stages of puberty. So, um, I, I did start actually, um, eating more and, and enjoying the food. Like it tasted good to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that had never happened before I was sick. So that being said, um, I think that, uh, I never was a person to, you know, not listen to hunger cues, if you will, like, you know, if I got full, I got full. Um, I think when I started competing, um, things got, I got very religious and almost, um, very strict about what I ate when I ate. Um, and, uh, to the point of it almost looking like a disordered eating pattern, um, because it was so restrictive. And so I think when, after I, I went through that phase, um, and came out of that I, and lost my cycle for two years. Um, I thought, damn, I, I want to get to the point where I want to compete because it feels good. And I like my look, but I don't, I want the balance of having to, um, you know, eat the food that I want to eat and be able to, um, you know, listen to my hunger cues and not have this kind of disordered pattern of eating. But then how, how'd you actually do that? Cause that's like, if you win that game, you win at dieting. Yeah. So where's that won. balance? <laughs> I, I mean, I got my pro card like that. Yeah. I will say that. Um, I definitely did not, uh, I don't know if I should be telling other coaches this, but I did not follow my coach's advice as far as like what I should eat. Mm -hmm. Um, because I felt like I kind of, knew what caloric intake I needed. Um, I knew what to do as far as, you know, I'd done it so many times as far as like what protein I needed. Um, and I wouldn't measure out portions. I would never, I never used a scale, um, uh, when I got my pro card, um, just, I just kind of eyeballed things and, um, you know, I, I did it very conservatively yeah. and it was no effort. It was great. Well, I'm going to say like from, from an outsider point of view, looking in on that, you are very in tune with not only your body and the awareness of your body, but also you, you picked up very quickly how much you should be eating. 
Yes. Like I know like when I was weighing out food and prep and stuff, it looks like this, it looks like that. So then you were able to eyeball it. There's a lot of people that I feel like now, especially some of our clients where they're not paying attention. They're just like weighing out and that, and then it's like, well, how do you go off on your own? And it's like, you got to start paying attention to what you're actually feeding yourself and then kind of gauge it off those portion sizes. And I know like precision nutrition has this thing with like the hand sizes. And if you want, I mean, you always have your hands with you. So you could carry that. You're going to carry them around with you. So you could use it to, to gauge how much protein you need on a plate, carbs, vegetable, fruit, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I would say, so, so what was your evolution? Um, cause you went from, I hate food to, I found, I got new taste buds because of what happened. And yeah. then you were like, I was very restrictive and now I'm sort of, sort of intuitive, but still kind of eyeballing stuff. But I just listen to when I'm hungry and eat. Yeah. So well, if you talk to me about right now, like over the past year, I've just been enjoying myself, right? So, um, you know, if I want to eat something, I'll eat it. Um, obviously, I try to be mindful about the decisions I make, but, you know, if it hits the weekend and I want to have a glass of wine or mm -hmm. um, I do that. And that is very intentional. A glass? <laughs> or two. Okay. <laughs> we're, not, we're not at a doctor's office pulling out a fucking survey. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's intentional though. So I, the last, and you know, this, um, the last competition I did, um, I had to, um, prep very quickly and it was not done in a good way. And I knew that. And I also knew that, um, I was getting more and resist, more resistant to the lower calories that the lower caloric intake and the more cardio I was doing. And so just wasn't more, it just wasn't efficient. And I thought, you know what, I need some time off of this and I'm going to eat intuitively. Sorry, I just, I got to make sure that the microphone's even on. <laughs> that would have been some nonsense. Let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's on. All right, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's on. All right, good. Um, sorry about that. That's okay. Anyway. What about you? My relationship with food? Let's hear your relationship with food. So especially was, like since we first met. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to that. So um I was always in the impression, like in high school and stuff, it's like eat big to get big. That's what I was taught. So I would try to eat a lot of foods that I was conscious of its nutrient density. Um, not so much the macro count and stuff, but I knew it had nutrients in it and I would eat a lot of that stuff. Um, in college, I kind of got more into, cause in, in college stuff was easy. Like I was playing football so much and training so hard and, and walking everywhere. It was just like, I was in shape, even though I drank a couple nights out of the week. Um, I was still able to stay in shape. Um, but I was still pretty cognizant. I wanted to keep that, that, that look that I had. So I had to be cognizant of what I was eating as well. Um, there's some vanity in there. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then that led into the whole competition stuff and that's where it kind of messed with my head a lot um i was i remember i was weighing out my blueberries oh it might have been like 2012 2013 i was weighing out my blueberries and it was like 90 grams of blueberries and i was at 91 and i cut one in half and like it was just like ocd anal like with everything just i needed it to be perfect and that was it and that's what i thought um if i was competing i didn't want like if I lost, it was like, well, it's because I missed that meal, right? That's what I blamed myself for. Um, so I was very, very strict. Um, over time, I obviously gained more knowledge. I practiced stuff um, and I was able to open up my mind a little bit. My thing is that I feel very comfortable with weighing things out still. Um, and I still do it to today. I don't weigh out everything, but I weigh out a lot of stuff. Um, 
I would say I, you open my eyes to being a little bit more lenient with, with things. Um, I do realize that, you know, you, your body's going to fluctuate so much, right? And we kind of just had this conversation off, off air, but it's going to fluctuate only so much as a range that, that, that you're going to fall into, especially if like you've been big your whole life, like your body's going to try to stay there. Uh, so dieting is going to be pretty hard for you if, if you're looking for a certain physique. But um, with me, it's more or less like I don't look like I want to look, but I'm enjoying my life and I'm still healthy and I'm still in pretty damn decent shape. So uh, my relationship with food is getting better, um, but I'm still someone that feels very comfortable tracking my stuff on my Google Sheets, weighing out my food at specific times, um, especially my breakfast is always weighed out. My post-workouts usually always weighed out. Um, dinner time, I get a little bit more lenient. And then um, if I'm having you know another meal at night, which I normally do, it's measured and not measured. It's like half and half. But to me, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with doing it forever because it makes me feel pretty comfortable. So my evolution is that, you know, I feel like I, I became more aware of my obsession with it and I accept it and I'm okay with it. And I'm not, I don't think it's, um, it's not like I'm bringing my food scale with me out to eat, right? Like it's not that obsessive, but it makes me feel good. And that's really what I care about. I don't care what anybody else has to say about it, especially you and plus my <laughs> balls about it. So I think there's a psychology behind it, right? Um, I think you know, I, I was the type of person that had a bag of celery in my car in case I got hungry and that's what I would eat between meals. And I had, you know, my bags of chicken that I would take places and I wouldn't eat with my family. Um, and I was, you know, had my measured food out and I, for me, that wasn't, um, a good lifestyle. Like it, it's okay if you're trying to reach a goal. Yeah. And I get that, like, if you're trying to prep for stage, but even then I was like, I, I would like, it was a challenge for me to say, I want to depart from this mindset mm. and actually eat, um, you know, in a mindful way, but not have to be so restrictive as to, you know, carrying um, a Ziploc bag with me everywhere and um not enjoying some of my friends and family mm -hmm. and so to me it was actually a challenge right um because i think you know there is psychology behind it and i think the people that tend to um go into bodybuilding are are a bit on the ocd side yeah. or at least have the um the personality traits of somebody who might be obsessive i think that's why it appeals to us we're eating the same thing every day it's very easy we measure it out mm -hmm. um but I wanted to get away from that mindset. I saw it as a growth um, to get away from from that thinking and and to actually um, enjoy what I was doing and and not you know have to be so critical of like weighing things out mm. and choosing what I what I need to eat. Yeah, you know, I I was one of those people that I did bring my food to to weddings, like I did, but it wasn't because I wanted to eat healthy. I was in prep. Right. So yeah, I'm bringing my, I don't care if I'm in prep and bringing my food to your wedding. Like I'm, I don't give a shit, whatever. Um, I, if I wasn't in prep, then I didn't. Yeah. Right. And I think that knowing that um, helped me with, with realizing where I was and the obsession gets turned on. It's like a, a switch is flipped yeah. when I'm in prep. It's, I don't care. I'm dialing in when I'm not, it's like, all right, we can loosen up just a little bit, but you still got to keep your foundations. You also got to understand, like, I'm, I have to practice what I preach to, to, to these clients, right? Like, they can't see me doing whatever I want, not paying attention to any of the foundational habits that I'm having them do. 
Like, I'm not going to ask them to do stuff that I wouldn't do. But then again, I'm not going to ask them to do shit that I've done uh, with, with dieting because it's, it gets, it got extreme. Um, But yeah, I'm fortunate enough to be able to um, realize it and and kind of pull back from there. So, yeah. So where would you say you are now? I'm in a good spot. (laughs) Um, I feel like, uh, you know, as far as taking a break from things and looking at my metabolism now, I feel like, you know, if I wanted to go into dieting phase that I think my body would be ready. And whenever I'm mentally ready to do that, that's fine. I think um, for me, you know, bodybuilding was, you know, it's a goal and it's nice to hit the stage. um, But, you know, I don't need the stage to hit, you know, the same goals. Like Mm -hmm. I could have a photo shoot or I could just want to, you know, hit the beach and next summer and, and, and look a certain way. Um, so, but a lot of it in my, in, you know, in the back of my mind, it it is a a bit, uh, you know, getting that lean is vanity driven where to me, I see the bigger picture where I want to make sure that I have a good relationship with food, that I'm happy, that I'm balanced and that I can enjoy the people I'm with. And also, you know, if I wanted to, you know, take a few weeks and, you know, lean out or and and go do something like that. But, you know, I see the bigger um, picture as far as like functional training, um, continuing to resistance train, continuing to do cardio, um, because uh, like I said, bodybuilding and and the vanity goals are very short period. I feel like long-term goals are, you know, when I'm in my nineties, I want to be able to um, get up from a chair and be able to walk and, um, you know, hopefully my memory's intact. Mm. These are important goals to me. Um, I want to have that quality of life. And I, I feel like that's more important than right here, right now. Yeah. We'll just have to put you through a uh, limitless, like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> uh, if you that. didn't, if you haven't watched that, <laughs> go watch it. It's pretty cool. And he's jacked and good looking. Um, <laughs> so with me, with where I am, I would say that I feel like I'm in a decent place. I'll say. I'm not uh, like my body is not where I want it to be. I kind of fell a little bit out of love with training um, about two months ago. Um, and I just got it back to where like, I'm really excited to get to the gym every day now. Like I really, really enjoy it again. But there was a time I, I was, I might've been burnt out. I just was like going in there doing it half ass. And I just was like, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm going to do something just to do something. But I wasn't putting forth like effort. I wasn't tracking what I was doing in terms of like the weights I was lifting, the exercises I was doing. And uh yeah i needed about two months and then it kind of bit me back in the butt again and i'm glad because i'm excited to do it um but in terms of like where my body is you know i don't have the abs i have on fucking stage that's (laughs) disappointing but um i do like you know the the life that i'm living right now and i think the quality of life supersedes the vanity but the vanity will always have a place in my heart and in my head and it'll drive me fucking nuts um that's okay and i accept that um so where i am now uh I'm trying to improve the body composition now that I got the love for training back. Um, the food, I'm still going to do, you know, my my mostly weighing out compared to not all the time. Um, yeah, and we're going to see where this goes because I definitely want to compete again. I want to have one more competition at least. Okay, well, maybe two, two maximum. All right, two maximum. But I definitely want to do at least one more um, 
but it's funny because you were like, yeah, I don't need the stage for a goal. And I'm like, I, that drives me to, to definitely do it. Uh, but once again, I go extreme. But you're also still goal-oriented because you're like, well, maybe I have, uh, I want to go out and look good on the beach. That's still a goal, right? So it's still, you're still goal-driven, but it's not the stage that that's your main goal. To where like, I feel like the stage, if I'm competing, my goal, like it's, it's what will keep me the most on track. A photo shoot was like, yeah, of course I want to look good in the photo shoot, but let's pay for it first. So then I'm vested. And then it's like, I'm going all in. Right. So I feel like I need some goals to, to look forward to. And I feel like I could relate to a, that could relate to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, some of us don't need the validation of stage. <laughs> well, some of us like to win. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah. Is there anything else you want to say to our audience? No, I think, um, I think the important thing to realize is like, um, you know, when we look at coaches or even like docs, I, I think we tend to lose sight of we're human too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, doctors eat fries and have hamburgers sometimes and, and probably don't a hundred percent practice what they preach. Um, we're human beings. I think we go through ebbs and flows of, of, you know, of, uh, trying our best, um, to, to practice what we preach, but we fall off just like any other human beings. Yeah. And you, you can only do as good as you already know, right. When you know better, you can do better. And that's kind of what happened with our evolution, uh, with, with this whole, um, our relationship with food. So, um, I think that we're going to wrap it up. So, um, if you like this episode, give us a five-star review, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Um, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Legion, uh, because they provide science-backed supplements and their whey protein, the vanilla is actually pretty damn good. So I've been uh, drinking that and you might've saw it on my Instagram the other day. Um, so definitely invest in them. You can use the code Russo, R-U-S-S-O for 20% off your first order. But once again, thank you so much for the time that, that you spent with us tonight. And hopefully you like this, uh, this kind of episode. And if you do, we'll do it more often. You guys have a great night. Podcast content may include discussions of medical topics and health-related information. However, the information provided should not be considered exhaustive or complete, and it should not be relied upon as a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment.